We'd like to welcome you all to our bonus podcast, number 21. This is our first one of the 2014-2015 school year. It has taken us a while to get up and running after we get kids in school after strike and all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. It's just been a fall already. So we're almost into October, ready for everything to start. Um, So this is our first podcast for the year. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Crystal Taves, the pastor of women here at Northview, and I'm joined by two of my colleagues. So go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Thalia. I'm one of the pastors here as well. I don't need a last name because Thalia is hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Nancy Steiger. I'm uh, admin assistant for Apologetics Canada. And your husband is? And and my husband, sorry, my real claim to fame is... <laughs> no, you are <laughs> claim to fame I am the, I'm the wife of Andy Steiger, the young adults pastor here in Northview. So. And he is? And, and, oh my word, and he's the director of Apologetics Canada, so... Yeah. See, look how he wears many hats. Have. Oh, I, I know. know. Just by that simple association. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Nancy is here with us today because her youngest son has his first day in kindergarten. Oh, he's so excited. excited. Yeah. He was so excited. He was so, so ready. ready. Yeah. yeah, ready to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so over the last year, when we started this podcast, uh, we're now into our 21st one. Um, Brandy joined us all last year as one of our co-hosts. Mm-hmm. And so um, we just thought we'd give a tribute to Brandy because uh, she will no longer be with us on the podcast. So I thought we could maybe just share some of our memories, some of our thoughts about Brandy and what she contributed here in the church um, as we so started we, out. We should probably state just for so that people know, yep. if they don't know, that Brandy has resigned from her position as Director of High School Ministries and we are um, wanting to wish her the very best in where she is headed next and we are going to miss her on this podcast. Her humor and her confidence mm-hmm. and her tech skills and her, you know, contribution to the topics were just yeah. incredible. We really appreciated her. Not just the podcast, but yeah, yeah, but, that, the, but yeah. that was that was where we got to know her the most, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was great to have her teach in women's ministry last year. She taught a class on media and culture, and she's spoken at our women's retreats. And I just know has a great heart for the church and for teaching people mm-hmm. and for yeah, yeah. encouraging people yeah. to love Jesus. Yeah. So and our youth will really miss her. Our kids are crystals, and I, our kids are in high school. And so they're sad. They're going to be missing her a lot. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, moments with her memories, I guess, of, of Brandy will be um, her leading in on center court emceeing. Yeah. I, whenever she was there with the mic, I was always so excited. I, <laughs> I appreciated her. I always told her it could be a stand-up comedian, just mm-hmm. the way that she, her, her personality shone through in the way yeah. that she did that. And I, and I appreciated that. It was it added a unique flavor yeah. to the service. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So Brandy, yeah, we will miss you. We will mm-hmm. miss having you around. Yeah. So at, at this point, what we're thinking is Thalia and I will co-host and we will bring in lots of other guests. So Nancy's joining us this first time. Yeah. We may twist her arm into coming again. <laughs> <laughs> A As lot, we, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. And then others that we have on our list. And so we look forward to introducing whoever's listening to some of the women and men here at Northview. So. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I noticed um, if, as I've been listening to the podcast is that the... The content that you guys usually address is more topical and how you have been driving, that both of you have been driving the ministry of women's ministry here at Northview to be more biblically deep. And so I find it interesting that this, well, we're dealing things from a biblical, biblical perspective, but it's often more topical driven. Is mm-hmm. there a reason for that? Go for it, Crystal. Oh, you had the answer before. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things, uh, I'll, maybe we'll do both of them, yeah. we'll both talk. 
but the guys in their podcast, the extra podcast, it's very much a theological response to the messages on the weekend. So they really get deep into the Bible, which is mm. great. And we would encourage you to listen to that as well. And we decided that was great. We wanted to add the topical issues because we wanted to apply what we're learning in the Bible and take it to everyday life issues. Partly maybe because yeah. we're wives and moms and those kinds of life issues really matter to us. Absolutely. Yeah, how do we actually apply what we're learning uh, yeah. is a lot of the questions that we get from people. And so we thought every different avenue, every different thing we do at Northview has a different flavor and a different emphasis, right? So our women's Absolutely. retreat will be a little bit different than our Wednesday morning or our Monday night. And not everybody can come to all things, but we wanted to yeah. give them a little bit of a flavor for what we're about and um, and give them some practical tips on yeah. how to work how to work this out. Yeah. Actually, I guess what, what I hear you yeah. saying is, is trying to develop more of a holistic approach too. Yeah. Right? That sounds really good. Yeah. We'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> holistic approach. Awesome. <laughs> Nancy, it was good to have you. Really? <laughs> good for you. <laughs> so our topic today, um, we have a title for it. Uh, we thought we'd call it Say What You Mean and Mean What You Say. And we want to talk about clear communication. So we thought we'd first of all give you some background as to why we are talking about this. Um, what have you guys, why did we bring this up as a topic? I think it was prompted, first of all, by Jeff's first devotional to our staff. Every two weeks, we have a staff meeting, and there's always devotional, sometimes done by Jeff and sometimes another pastor. And his first devotional, so it was the very, very beginning of September, mm-hmm. he talked about clear communication. Mm-hmm. And it was very important to him that we as a staff communicate clearly because we are a large staff and clear communication makes for better relationships. Absolutely. That was a very interesting way to start the year. Mm-hmm. What we're saying, we don't want to make people guess. Um, to be really have integrity in communication is yeah. to be really clear yeah. about what we mean, what we're expecting from people, yeah. um, and and to clearly say what's on our heart and what's in our minds. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. What are some of the pitfalls to that, how we have kind of failed in the past, yeah. how we've learned yeah. and grown in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of funny because, so Jeff started with that devotional and then we, Nancy and Thaley and I were talking at coffee break one day yeah. and just laughing over some silly family conversations that had come up because just things hadn't been miscommunicated or there'd been guilt trips put on people or all kinds of different things. And so we thought, well, yeah, maybe this is It was a really, it was, be, it was practical beyond just staff. It was a discussion worth having, like, it just... It affects our family relationships. And the example Jeff gave that got everybody's attention, he said quite often, you know, a parent, in our case we'll say a mom, would often say to their kids, hey, it's cold outside. And they, what they stated is it's cold outside, but what they mean is, please go down the hall and get a sweatshirt to put on for school. <laughs> and what they want you to do is go put on your sweatshirt to go to school. Yes. But then they mm-hmm. all show up in the minivan to get to school, and the mom is yelling at her kids, why didn't you put on a sweatshirt? But she didn't ask that. She just said it's cold outside. She just assumed that everybody else would. Right. Would and you do make that the translation. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> But we do that all the time. That's yeah. kind of a lighthearted example. Yeah. Yes. What are some weightier examples mm-hmm. of where this kind of has hit the road for you guys? For, go first. You gonna go I on? can go first. Um, for me, mine's a little different. It's not that I communicate badly with my words. Sometimes it's that I don't communicate with my words. I try and um, have people, spe- this is especially in relation to my relationship with Andy and uh Expect him to uh, to anticipate my needs. Oh mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so. so the silent. So the, he will read my silent, mind. He will read my mind. Yeah. He should read my body language. <laughs> he should know how my day has gone, and uh-huh. he should know what I need from him. Yes. <laughs> For those of you who have been married or even been in relationships, people are not always 
that intuitive. No. So. <laughs> and we tend to jump to the thought, they don't care, when we yes. haven't actually told them anything yeah. of what we're inquiring or requiring or asking yeah. for. Yeah. So yeah. then where that happens, uh, just a, an example where that kind of plays out in, in our family life is um, putting our boys to bed. They're just five and seven and and they're a little easier to put to bed now than they used to be, but it's always a big rigmarole, right? And so you've been with them all day as a mom and you're tired. And you think, okay, surely he knows that I'm tired and <laughs> that he will chip in, right? But for some reason, putting the boys to bed just became my responsibility or that's just the way that it played out in our family. Instead of me saying, hey, Andy, you know, can you take on some of this responsibility or I'm really tired today, can you do this? I would go about putting them to bed but I'd be cranky, <laughs> and I'd be yeah. short with them. Huffing and puffing. Huffing yeah. and puffing, yeah. and in Sighing. my head, in my yeah. head going, why isn't he helping me? <laughs> He's so lazy. What's he doing over there? And, and <laughs> sometimes, never he, had those thoughts. sometimes he would come and be like, get out of here. <laughs> You're not doing a good job. And so, but basically, and we've worked through some of that um, through communicating, you know, but still and that whole process of instead of saying what I'm actually feeling, so sometimes just, you know, getting testy rather than actually saying what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. I have a a different example. I have a bad habit currently and I'm working on it, but still, um, I tend to speak up on my daughter's behalf. Because she is more of a quiet, reserved personality, I'm a little bit more talkative. And so people will ask her questions, even nowadays here in the church hallway, and I'll speak up. And my son, Carter, and my husband get very frustrated with me, but I don't even realize it. And then I'm like, oh yeah. And then my daughter smiles because she doesn't have to answer the question. (laughs) So So I'm not helping her to learn to communicate clearly because she isn't having to. I'm speaking up for her. So I'm really trying to change that. If you catch me doing it, please tell me I'm working on it. (laughs) We'll wink at you. (laughs) Poke me. me. Uh, For me, this whole topic has been um, just a real matter of growth and learning. Um, My family grew up, the family that I grew up in, they... It wasn't like we had, um, that we stuffed our emotions or that we didn't talk about them, but when we did, it was usually in a very quiet, kind of calm, controlled environment where not a lot of raised voices, not a lot of kind of quick impulse discussions. Mm -hmm. And so I was used to being able to take my time to think through things and decide about things before I actually talked about them. And I got married to Bob, whose family was just much more impulsive. Um, They would just say exactly what's on the top of their head, exactly... Mm -hmm you know, when they were thinking it and didn't really care about the consequence, not that they didn't care if they hurt you, but it was just, let's just get it out, get it out on the table right now. And I just found that hard because I was used to having time to mull it over. I didn't want to have to react instantly into a situation. And so I tend not to say something saying similar to you, but maybe for different reasons, Yeah. because I just didn't, I didn't have the time to formulate what I wanted to. And so then I wouldn't jump in and then Bob would assume a certain level of agreement or something yeah. with it. And I was like, hold on, I haven't process but it was that matter of learning to work through those different communication styles yeah yeah. and learning how to be more quick-witted you know when I needed to jump (laughs) Mm -hmm. in or even just to say I just don't know right now can you give me 10 minutes and because often I'd be silent and he'd get frustrated Mm -hmm. with my silence and but it's just a matter of growing together and learning different styles and that you know that not one style is necessarily better than another like I've seen the strengths of Bob's character is he can walk into a lot of conflict situations that he has and he knows how to deal with it quickly like yeah. He has just developed that as a talent, and it's a skill. It's something he's developed. So it's not that's a bad thing. It's just different. Yeah. And so that's been a challenge for me to learn how to, how to be able to engage 
and, yeah. and accurately and well and say what I'm feeling in the spur of the moment when it's and not for my the, normal. And for Bob, too, to give you yeah. the time to work through what you needed to, what yeah. you needed to be able to address whatever yeah. needed to come out, right? Yeah, and know that, yeah. oh, maybe I need to go for a walk for an hour, and then I'll yeah. come back, yeah. and then we'll yeah. talk. And but I yeah. think the one uh, key thing in there that I heard is that you have changed and grown. Yeah. Like, we are trying to be aware of what we're good at and aware of our weaknesses and try to change and grow and learn in this area. Because you can learn in this area. Yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah. Oh. I think one thing, too, I was always... I'm a bit of a perfectionist in the sense that I don't want to, I want to always say something well and I don't want to say it poorly and I have to apologize later or yeah. whatever, right? So then I tend not to say anything I'm because exact I've formulated it, right? But yeah. I've had to learn to just spit it out sometimes and just yeah. say, like, I don't quite, but this is what I'm feeling and, you yeah. know, be okay with that and be okay yeah. with not always having to have it polished and having it mm. all the right way. Because it's a bit of a pride thing in my own oh, life yeah. that I want to be able to say it well oh, right sure. away. Yeah. So. So what are other things that you kind of have seen in relationships that you've been in, general ways we tend not to communicate clearly with other people? I have been very good, like you, Nancy, in the past about the silent treatment, the cold shoulder. You know, I was very good at that, and Mark changed me. He encouraged me to speak up for what I like and don't like, and we call it pushback in our house, willing to push and pull. But, yeah, I wasn't so good at that. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I notice even in our family, or I do it, is instead of stating with my kids what I want from them, I pose it as a question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So asking a question as though they're obviously going to respond yes, but I've just given them the opportunity to just say no. Yeah. But that's not... Would you please help me with yes, the dishes? Yeah. No. It's not really a would yes. you please, it's <laughs> yes. please help me with no, the dishes. No, how please help me with the dishes. Yeah. yeah. Just being direct with our with what, we, with what we're expecting, right? Yeah. So you're being polite, but don't don't be so old. don't be so Canadian. Right? <laughs> <laughs> don't be so polite. Yeah, we talk behind people's backs. We fish for compliments. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. we have all these indirect ways of communicating instead of direct ways of communicating. Yeah, yeah. I've been really impressed. I was just listening to my boys, not my boys, but my boy play with eight other boys his age on the street and they play hockey and they play hard and they're doing all kinds of stuff and throughout the day you can hear them bickering and yelling (laughs) and complaining about the score and whatever but then they come in have supper go out again best friends and so there's something to developing that direct communication I think maybe boys have more they're more naturally wired that way girls will get hurt feelings more a little bit I think both yeah both have places to learn and grow but I think the more comfortable we can get with direct direct conversation <laughs> yeah. say it like it is yeah um yeah. lay it out on the, on the table then there's not hidden agendas there's not yeah at yeah. least gives you a point to start clarifying something yeah. if you put out a thought or an opinion at least the next person can come back and disagree you, and you do that push or? and pull yeah. yeah if you don't say anything like i used to do yeah. that doesn't help you can't do anything with it no yeah, there's nothing to work with no nothing no. to work with yeah yeah just dies right there yeah so. <laughs> yeah i think sometimes yeah. if and two if when we don't say anything we come to this climax of like utter frustration mm-hmm. and then yeah. we blow up yeah. right right and, and we're helpful. and no. emotionally we're just done rather yeah. than slowly like dealing it with bits and bits right yeah. and not just having a complete breakdown so what's some of the, when you think back to kind of what would be the seeds to some of these behaviors coming out, what would be some of the things that kind of preclude our not communicating well? You mean like why we're not why aren't we good communi- at communicating? Yeah, like what are, yeah, what are the things behind the scenes As I that? stumble my words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that for many of us, uh, we didn't necessarily learn how to communicate well growing up. 
Like for me in my house, my parents worked full time and they were very involved in our church and volunteer activities. So they weren't around a lot. And you kind of just learned it from your friends. Or you kind of learn it here and there. It wasn't, we didn't talk as much as we do now with our mm. kids. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, think about everyone that you interact with, whether they're not, it's a coworker or a spouse or a friend or whatever. Everyone's been, has been grown, has grown up in a, their own environment yeah, and yeah. learn their own style. Yeah, yeah. And the way and they expect others to use that same style. Yeah, yeah. But that isn't the case, you know. And so we have to be sensitive to how someone else may be approaching that conflict or whatever, or not, you know, just speaking in general. Yeah. And getting, you know, to their intent. What are they? What are they meaning to say? Mm-hmm, What's yeah. really at the heart? Yeah. Of what they're trying to communicate. I think we want to avoid conflict a lot of times. Yes, yeah. We just think yes. if we don't address it, it'll just go away yes. or there'll yeah. be some other way. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to have tough conversations yeah. with people. Yeah. Like we would much rather just put our heads in Sort of like that saying, yeah. the more people I meet, the more I like my dog yeah. kind of idea. Like <laughs> yeah. people are complicated yeah. Yeah. and it takes a lot of work to communicate well. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of effort. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just don't feel like you want to And I've get seen um, in women's ministry, particularly here, and maybe among my friends too as women we really want to be polite and kind yes and so we tend to be a little overly polite and kind and so we don't really want to state what we want or don't want you know so my pet peeve is when I ask people to do something I'd really rather hear a yes I'd love to or no thank you it doesn't work not this well maybe and you're kind of left hanging for a long time you don't know if you can count on the person Hmm. but we're afraid to say no thank you because it might hurt their feelings yeah but I prefer a little bit more clear yeah, and I know even listening to my daughters, and, and I know this is the way it is with us sometimes too, you'll say to somebody, well, what, what do you guys want to do today? Well, I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. What do you, where do you want well, to go eat? Oh, I don't know. Where come do you, on. Yeah. Let's just put an idea on the table. Yeah. <laughs> but it's almost an insecurity thing, I think, because people don't want to put their idea out there and have someone else not like it. Or yeah. someone. You want to almost be kind of the one that molds to everybody else's agenda because then they might like you better, right? Yeah. If, if they see you mm-hmm. as somebody that's, oh, yeah, she, she's willing to go along with everything. Yeah. I think yes. if you have your own opinion that someone's not going to really appreciate that. Or yeah. So it's an insecurity thing, I think, too, yeah. to putting our own ideas forward. Yeah. And I think in light of all of the talk of being direct, we also need to have, you know, the, just that, that not being overly sensitive, yeah. right? There's the receiver's end yeah. of things, right? to how how when we receive that direct communication how that comes across yeah and it's yeah. kind of funny for me because I really like I like it when someone's honest with me but I have a hard time being honest back like <laughs> you know as much as I appreciate <laughs> it so I need to learn yeah I appreciate that so I'm sure someone else will will appreciate that too well. if I yeah. you know honestly lay it out mm-hmm. um, and I think the balance too is we don't want to be so excited about being honest and direct that we don't care about person's feelings and yes. <laughs> like yeah. it's yeah. like there's a balance it's yeah. that fine right. line right yeah, yeah. that, that yes. sensitivity and compassion to others yeah yeah, yeah. and even knowing like how sensitive is the issue that you're addressing right yeah. you know is this just a put on your jacket put on your jacket you yeah. know not it's quote side, but are you dealing with the conflict then mm-hmm. you know being able to be sensitive to that and understanding who you're talking to right yeah 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 Mm-hmm. So what are some of the solutions? What what have you, as you've grown and learned, how do you train yourself to communicate better, more clearly? Well, I think the first one we talked about a little bit a few minutes ago is being willing to evaluate ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we like in our own communication style? What do we like in other people's communication style? Is there some books or resources we can read? How can we grow in this area? Because we all can grow in this area. Absolutely. 
yeah, that whole self-awareness and knowing, mm-hmm. even knowing you, how your tone yeah. communicates. I find that's yeah. been so key in my in my relationships with Andy's family. Our families of similar to how you and Bob were saying, just yeah. very different. They are so polite in everything they say, and, and our family is just similar, similar to Bob, where we just say it, yeah. right? And everyone kind of has this thick skin, and, you know, but uh, just knowing... You know, how what how is what you're saying? How is that being received? You know, how's yes. that the whole self awareness yeah. of what what you're, what you're saying? How is it communicated? What's yeah? How's it landing on people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I encourage people to do is to prepare. So if you know that you have to speak at some kind of an event, like my mom had to speak at a funeral this past week. Well, she prepared something and she had my sister and I read it over so it's clear and understandable and it honors the person who's passed away and honors the people who are listening. So preparation is important. If you're gonna meet with a doctor to discuss some health issues or a principal or a teacher or you're gonna meet with your supervisor, prepare, prepare something, write down your notes. I actually have a lot of people come yeah. in to meet with me and they'll pull out a notebook or they'll pull out their iPhone and they'll say, I wrote down some notes before I came to meet with you. And they kind of feel like, you can see them sort of hesitating. Like they feel they, a bit they, like they weird. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I just, like, applaud them. Like I'm like, that is so great because you know that when you're in the pressured situation, yeah. you're going to forget. Yes. And you're not going to ask those questions you want or you're not going to remember to say what you wanted to say. Well, your emotions might take charge yeah. of your situation yeah. and you might not think as logically... When you're in the middle of yeah of that kind of a thing, yeah. I'm laughing because that's <laughs> totally Andy's like asking me, "Did you ask this and did you ask this?" I'm like, oh, "No, yeah. I totally." Like when you go into meetings, when you go into a meeting yeah. or you need to talk yeah. to someone, or did you ask this or did you ask this? We talked about that, and I totally it's all it's all escapes me. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. but the pushback would be, well, we can't always prepare. No. So then I would say you're totally free to listen and then ask for some time to process this. Because like you said, Crystal, some people are slower processors and some people are quick. So you might need an hour, you might need a day or a few days, but don't avoid it. Like come back and address it. And give yourself a time, say I'll come back in an hour or so you have some accountability yourself. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to respond in the moment, no matter what the situation is, if you're not comfortable. You can just say, you know, thanks for talking to me and let me come back in an hour or a day or whatever. Yeah. Oh, please. Oh, I pet peeve. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Oh, I know yeah. exactly where you're <laughs> yeah. going. I was just saying that. Yeah. Facebook, please, please. <laughs> Let's not use Facebook or emails as our place to rant or to put up some cute little poster because you're trying to get at someone else yeah. in a sort of a sideways way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think as, as women specifically, people probably in general, but I think women are more guilty of this. Um, we want to avoid conflict, so we do things in passive-aggressive ways that we kind of are trying to hope that somebody catches the hint of what we're yes. doing by doing something. Yes. And that's just not helpful. Like, yes. I think the better we can just talk one-on-one with somebody if we have an issue or whatever, yeah. the better. And there's something, so. too, that Facebook and, and emails can't account for. It can't account for your tone, right? Especially if you're dealing with something that's potentially a conflict or a sensitive issue an email is not the way to go about it having a one-on-one conversation where they can see the concern in your face and your do you know what I mean in your tone in your voice 
the that you can't communicate at through an email or on Facebook no. or on and even like text. I got a text last night from yeah. a friend, and it was a little bit lengthy, and I could tell that you know things weren't going so well. And instead of texting back, I just texted back. Do you have time to talk for a few minutes? Yeah. yeah. Because then you can have a much more in-depth conversation, even if it's only for five or ten minutes, on a more sensitive issue. Because I knew I couldn't convey what I needed to say on a text. Well, and you per- yeah, sometimes you're not exactly sure what they're getting at either, and you don't yeah. want to say something from the wrong and angle. And I could hear, yeah, I could hear responding. hurt, and yeah. I could hear pain, and I could hear a difficult day. And I went, okay, but let's talk about this in person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have a bit of a rule for myself is that I won't email anything that's emotional. Like if mm, I'll only move. email facts. Yeah, and then if I need to talk something, it'll be either phone or or face to face, or and I'll just email back saying let's let's meet and chat about this. Yeah, yeah. and if because we do have to send a sensitive email, you and I often yes will check it over with each other, yeah. or I'll check it with Vic That's to so make sure wise. that someone reads it. So did I sound too business like? Did yeah. I sound too curt or blunt or yeah? I don't know. How's this coming <laughs> yeah. across? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to receive this? Yeah, right. Yeah, and to sleep on it sometimes. Yes. Like yes. Sometimes I'll write something at night and I'll be all like fired up, <laughs> and then I'll read it in the morning. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, I have made mistakes that yeah. way. Oh, I regret some of those quick emails I have yeah. sent. I thought, yeah. oh, now I just step away, step away from the, the media. Emails, Facebook, text, and respond later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right, yeah. having somebody else, and I've had Bob do that often to me, too, just say, read this over, how does it sound? And, and he's really good at, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, hearing, because he knows me well enough to know what I'm trying to convey, yes. but then he also can visualize what that audience would be hearing. Yeah. And yeah. Crystal, tricky. you had what, a funny one before for us specifically as women. Oh, no. I can't yeah. remember what it was. <laughs> oh, yes, our time <laughs> of the month propensities. <laughs> I have had so many times... You're talking PMS. PMS, yes. Right. I think we have to acknowledge that that yes. is a reality for women, and... Um, I've had, like, I have on my phone a little bit of a calendar <laughs> that I know. And if I'm really feeling riled up about something, especially if it relates to intimate relationships, because that's where you'll tend to say something more hurtful Absolutely, or more, because yes. whatever. I'll, I'll double check here. Where am I on the next <laughs> And maybe I should wait a few days before I talk about this. Um, because I have so many times gone into a situation feeling like I'm justified and mm-hmm. I'm angry yeah. about something and I'm all worked up and this is the right time to talk about it. And then I realize later... No, that was not the right time. So there I was have, one time where Bob kind of had this look in his eyes, like, I'm not sure if I should say this, but is it that it's the certain time of the month? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. busted. Yeah. <laughs> I have warned my family, like, today I just feel like picking a fight with everything you oh. say. So please, I just need some space because I'm just going to argue everything. Oh, yeah. I just feel that irrational part come over. Yeah. yeah. And he calls me out on it often. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's braver than Bob, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, Mark has a calendar on his phone. He knows my schedule. That is so... I mean, I love him <laughs> That's for a man that. that loves I, you. He loves yeah. me, but that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he knows He finds to... it helpful. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you got to use, oh. whatever tips and tricks you got to yeah, use to right. make it work. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think yeah. it's important for us to be aware of that, too, and even to say that to people, because I think in, when you're in a couple days there... Your world just changes for a little yeah. bit, and your yeah. perspective changes, and you need to be everything's aware of heightened. It. Yeah, and just say, okay, well, this isn't all the time, and just normalize that. And yeah, I kind of knew when my kids were little because I'm not a really great little kid person to have like lots of friends in my house and stuff. I knew it was always a stressor for me, and so mm-hmm. I would there would be certain days of the month I just say no friends. Yeah, today. like yeah. it was just we'll be a family, <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> 
next week I'll be good with a lot of friends in the house. <laughs> you know, and I, and I think thinking, we'd be okay with that. Totally. And I'm thinking to some of the situations that come in the door here, and I'm thinking that if you're in a vulnerable situation, like if uh, you're a new widow, if you're newly separated, if you have something, a stressor in your life that has just happened, I would say that you're also in a vulnerable spot. And maybe, you know, warn people, I'm a little bit in a vulnerable spot. And mm-hmm. so I'll try to be careful with what I say. And Yeah. Yeah. It's the whole of, thing of being aware yeah. of yourself and where you're at emotionally, yeah. mentally, physically. And Midterm oh, and exams, you know, yeah. for students, that's yeah. a big stressful time. And what you say when you're tired and hungry and stressed, it might not be what you want to say a few weeks later. When work stressful, yeah. there's a lot on your plate. It impacts, it impacts how you relate to your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's figuring out ways to recognize that that may be impacting your perspective, but it might not be the full picture of what's going yeah. on yeah. if you stepped away from some of those things. Yeah, so it's yeah. not an excuse. No. We don't have an excuse to no. be unkind or insult no. others or like that, but no. we have to recognize that it's yeah. a big deal. And know our own limitations at certain times. Yeah. That we just can't take on more because we're going to get grumpy and mean yeah. and it's not worth it for the people around us. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we better just stop. So I think so. I think the, the thing about when someone comes at you like that is to take a breath yeah. Not take it personally. Yeah. And to, and to take the time to ask them to clarify themselves. Like, yes. So what do you, what do you yeah. mean? You know, what, what are you trying to get at here? Yeah. Right. So that you're mm-hmm. not easily offended, but you can get down to the root of what's happening there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave Heidebrick had a good word in one of the pastor's meetings a few weeks ago. He said, Vern would always, his dad would always say to him, never answer an emotional question with an emotional, uh-huh. with a logical answer. Uh-huh. Right. So if somebody comes at you really emotional, don't try and just be logical back. Try and find out like what's that? Um, what's behind that emotion? Why yeah. is? Why are you feeling this way? And dig until you get to the root of what maybe thought patterns or ideas or whatever behind it. But if you start right away with answering with logic, um, that person's not ready for it, or and they're not in that space. They're not in that space. Yeah, they might be blinded to certain things. So, hmm. so if you're wondering, our listeners, if you're wondering about how to improve in this area, I have some ideas for some resources. But I'll put a disclaimer at the front saying that these aren't Christian resources. So I agree with most of what's in the books. They are very helpful. I have three books for you. The first one is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And I had our kids read it with Mark and I. Nancy needs to go pick up kids. See you later, Nancy. First day of kindergarten. Yeah, there's a point. Hi, William. It was nice to be here. Okay. See you later. So that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, influence people is really easy to read and my kids told me and their teenagers told me that it has really changed how they interact with their friends hmm. so that's a good one and then there's two books by the same authors how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk that's one book and the second one is how to talk so teens will listen and listen so teens will talk the author is Adele Faber F-A-B-E-R and Elaine Mazlish M-A-Z-L-I-S-H now if you've tuned me out because you don't have kids or teens and don't want kids or teens or they've all grown up and left the house please actually I would encourage you to pick up the book because the one particularly for teens how to talk so teens will listen that one actually applies to adult conversations and it's a really good book because she has throughout the book comic strips of bad ways to communicate and then a comic strip of the same situation but a good way to communicate and it's very easy to read it's very helpful and because teens have adult conversation if you learn to talk with like using that book you will be able to talk with adults on any topic hmm. yeah so those are three resources and as I think of more I will uh, put them on Facebook or I'll bring them up at future podcasts or something but I am working on this area to find resources yeah it's an important thing for all yeah. of us to learn yeah any final thoughts 
that you have on this topic? No, that's good. I think it's the start of a great conversation. So if you want to email Crystal or myself and add your two bits, yeah, um, we would love some feedback. That would be great. And if you have ideas for future podcasts, we would love to hear from you. You can stop us in the hallway at church. You can send us an email or whatever. It'd be great. Yeah, we have a couple ideas in mind. So we're going to sit down in the next few weeks and kind of flesh them out and who would be great guests to have on there. So I think there'll be some really engaging topics Yeah, as we go forward. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to that. So why don't I pray as we end? Uh, this podcast and uh, then we'll send off okay Lord I thank you that you created us for relationship and that you created us um, to be in relationship with you and to be in relationship with other people Lord the fact that we are in um, a body that's called your church uh, is a weighty thing for us Lord we want to communicate well with the people that we interact with. We know that uh, within the world, um, there's levels of communication that are acceptable. And sometimes within churches, we operate even on uh, levels that are worse than what is considered okay in the world. And so Lord, we want as a church community, as women uh, who profess your name to be known as people who communicate with integrity, um, who hold up your name high, who uh, talk well of other people, who talk directly uh, about the things that are bothering us, um, who can interact with others in these difficult conversations. So Lord, we just ask that you would help us learn in this area. We ask that you would give us the tools that we need and we ask that you would give us accountability with each other, Lord, that we would hold each other up to a standard, Lord, of of representing you well. We pray that your body, uh, the church, would just be glorified through all of us. We ask these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me. See you later.